0: That's right. Welcome back in. Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN1025, the game streaming all around the world on the Game Nashville app. Chase McCabe hanging out at Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. The Predators and the Ducks battle tonight. Always fun. And not the same Ducks team as it has been in the past, but I think you all remember the uh, the rivalry. And, uh, you know, I, I, I choose that word very carefully, but I believe this is a true rivalry between – these two franchises with all of the playoff matchups that they've had over the years. It still gets a little chippy when they meet, so this should be a fun game tonight. Smashville Live returns tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be hosting alongside Hal Gill this week. It'll be live at Drake's and Cool Springs, located at 553 Cool Springs Boulevard from 7 to 8. Our player guest this week will be defenseman Dante Fabro. Fans can register to win two tickets to an upcoming Predators home game. Smashville Live is brought to you by New Amsterdam, Vodka, Spring Hill, Heating and Cooling, and Reds, Spirits, and Wine. So come out. Uh, Hal Gill and I excited to have Dante Fabro, who, of course, has just had a tremendous start to his NHL career. So you look at this matchup tonight between the Predators and the Ducks. What have we learned so far in the early stages of the season. To me, the biggest thing that has stood out has been, of course, the offense for the Nashville Predators. I I like what I see that the addition of Matt Duchesne, the line combinations that Peter Laviolette has put together, you have a pretty volatile lineup from top to bottom when it comes to offense. Now, gaining Matt Duchesne gave you a lot on the offensive side, but losing P.K. Subban, you definitely lost one of the top defensemen in the National Hockey League, and it's shown. Am I worried about that? No, because I believe that they have talented defensemen and talent, talented forwards that you know have a defensive side of their game on this team. So I feel like that things are going to, to straighten out. The penalty kill, okay, 30th in the NHL right now. You're a little worried about that. It's almost like we're having the same conversation that we had last season about the power play. But I'm going to give you the same answer that I gave on October 22nd, this time last year. I'm not worried about it yet. I'm not ready to panic. I believe that this team has enough confidence, they have enough skill, they have enough leadership that they're going to overcome that. But it's something to pay attention to that I'm not ready to hit the panic button just yet. Having Philip Forsberg out of the lineup, if you heard earlier, Adam Vingen of the Athletic uh, reported and as well as others that Philip Forsberg is still day-to-day with a lower body injury. He was not on the ice for Predators morning skate. However, it was an optional skate. So I don't know if you can really read anything into that. I'm going to go with pay attention tonight when they come out for warm-ups. Keep it right here throughout the day on 1 or 2, five The Game, and we'll see if Philip Forsberg is able to return to the lineup. They did send Yakov Trenin. Back to the Milwaukee Admirals yesterday, so he made his debut – or Sunday, I should say. He made his debut Saturday night, his NHL debut, played the one game, and now he's back with the Admirals. Mika Salamaki of course, was also called up, so uh, the roster now at 22. Rocco Grimaldi was a scratch the other night, so you could see him return to the lineup. Uh, We'll see what Peter Laviolette decides to do. You heard me mention earlier Ryan Ellis. And just how impressed I've been thus far with Ryan Ellis. And then Kyle Turris is another one of those. But if you look at the Predators and their stats right now, Ryan Ellis leads the team in points, a goal and 10 assists. And he's been all over the ice. He's been working with that second power play unit, with the revamped power play that Dan Lambert has had a big part of. You're seeing the Ryan Ellis that we all saw two years ago. And last year, it used to bug me because I'd look at his stats and go, okay, he, he's still putting up great stats, but then you'd watch him on the ice, and you could tell something was just different. And I think there, there could have been a lingering issue with the knee, I don't know, I'm speculating, but I'm seeing the Ryan Ellis that I remember from a couple of years ago, and that's going to be huge for the Predators. I brought up defensemen earlier, and while Ryan Ellis has always had an offensive side to his game, he's a pretty good defenseman as well. And, and to turn some of these defensive woes, you know, getting protection in front of the goaltender uh, in the Predators' zone, Ryan Ellis is going to be a big part of that alongside Roman Yossi. So the fact that you're seeing a confident Ryan Ellis, that the Ryan Ellis that we all knew, that's going to bode well for the Nashville Predators moving forward uh, as they uh, move into November here in just a few weeks uh, as the regular season is well underway. Of course, Matt Duchesne, you know the impact that he's made early on through eight games. I mentioned Kyle Turris having his confidence with six points. And and I like that Peter Laviolette has been able to move him up and down the lineup. We saw the other night that he played center and Duchesne moved over to the wing. Shows you the versatility that both players have. I know they experimented with Turris on the wing. Um, I, I brought that up to Peter Laviolette. He pretty much dismissed it and said, no, he's a center. We like him better there. But Duchesne has shown that he can play wings sometimes. So they've shifted him over at times. We'll see what happens tonight. Again, Philip Forsberg, we don't know. You know, Can he, uh, can he give it a go? The, the thing that worries me, if he's close, and you think, okay, maybe he can play tonight, I'm not opposed to that. But as Willie Donick likes to say, the Anaheim Ducks are masters at the dark arts. And this is going to be a physical game. Again, not the same Anaheim Ducks team that the Preds have, have faced in the past and had those battles with, but there are still a lot of those same faces that are, that are on this team, uh, being Getzlaff, and uh, Perry is gone. But, you know, they, they, they're <laughs> – Ryan Kessler, I mean, they, they are a tough team, so I wouldn't want to put him in a situation where if he's still on the fence, if he's still not quite ready to have him face such a physical team – and the Anaheim Ducks. But, uh, again, we will find out. Pre-game coverage gets underway at 6 o'clock here tonight with Darren McFarland. Uh, Again, he has gone down to do his his pre-game interview, so we'll see who he got for that. And then you can hear the call of Pete Weber and Hal Gill coming up at 7 o'clock as the Preds take on the Ducks. We come back here from Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. We are scheduled to be joined by Predators General Manager David Poyle for his weekly visit. Uh, excited to hear what he has to say about the team through this point in the season and also battling those pesky Anaheim Ducks. We'll do that next here on Darren Donnick and Chase on Nashville's Best Sports Talk, ESPN, 102.5 The Game.
1: Back here on Darren Donnick and Chase, live at Pete and Terry's Tavern. The crew is here. Darren McFarland, Willie Donnick Chase McCabe. Don't forget Predators and Ducks. Tonight, puck drop at 7 o'clock. I'll have pregame for you at 6 and everything heard right here. On ESPN 102.5, the game. You know, this time on Tuesdays, it's our weekly chat with the GM. Predators General Manager David Poyle has been nice enough to stop by. Brought to you every week by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. David, how the heck are you?
2: I'm okay. I'll be better when we win tonight. I mean, we've uh, you know, we've uh, since last time we talked, we uh, had the three game road trip, and then we played uh, Florida the other night, and you know, kind of mixed. uh, mixed reviews and i'd like to see us get into i guess you'd say a a more consistent game on both sides of the puck and uh you know get a big win here tonight what has jumped out at you
1: on why there hasn't been consistent we know one thing that's been consistent has been the offense but what's jumped out on why you think it's been a little bit of a roller coaster
2: well it's it's uh it's interesting uh, what's the saying uh you know you take care of one thing and then something else right Uh, pops up so to speak well uh, there's been so much talk uh, all of last season about our offense and about our our power play and uh, both of those areas are going very well and uh, we're certainly scoring enough goals and we're producing pretty regularly on our power play but one of our strengths last year was our penalty killing and uh, I see today we're in 30th 30th place and that's really hurt us uh, in almost every game and the fact that we have not been able to you know come come uh, kill off the the penalties at a, a higher rate and for sure is you know, probably factored in a couple of the, the recent games where we uh, weren't victorious. Uh, so certainly, uh, again, it's it's always, it's always a little bit of a, uh, a balancing act. Uh, the other night against uh, Florida, one of the, the stats that really caught my eye was we missed the net or had a, a shot blocked, I think it was 40, 42 times, which, to uh, put that in perspective, Florida only had 13. And it's just like we were all over it, but uh, we couldn't uh, – we you know we couldn't get the goal or we couldn't finish you know correctly so I thought we were playing well but instead of getting two points we get one point so um, it's early in the season and uh, this is a big conference game I think we always have you know really strong games against Anaheim usually physical games uh, for whatever They're reason that might fun. be yeah so uh, uh, let's see how we we play tonight well you know David over the years uh, especially the history of this
1: franchise I mean there's been very few times when we've really ever talked about anything when it comes to the penalty kill other than good stuff, right? I mean, it's overall, the body of work has always been at a really, really high level. Last year it was sixth. The year before that it was sixth in the league. And and like you said, 30th. And actually the team that's 31st is Winnipeg.
2: They're (laughs) actually dead last in the league on the penalty kill. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, you you plug the dike, so to speak. It's the league, right? Something something else comes up. So, again, it's – we it's it's there from the defense out the goaltending and what have you but i think there's been some you know missed assignments and you know some different situations i feel the coaches totally agree that it's all correctable and you know we probably have to pay more attention to it and that's probably what i just said there probably makes the most sense we probably have overloaded on our talk and preparation and maybe even the practicing about our offense versus uh the the defense. So, it is a it is clearly a balance, and hopefully tonight we'll see a little bit uh, better job in that area.
1: I wanted you to talk a minute about Craig Smith, who just played in his 600th career NHL game, obviously all for one franchise, this one, and just what the body of work has been like for Craig Smith. A uh, draft pick of yours, and you've obviously invested a lot of time and money into Craig Smith over
2: the years. What did you think whenever you heard career game 600 Saturday night? <clears throat> Same thing I always think. I'm um, I'm the only one that's getting any older than the organization. <laughs> uh, again, a very, this is going to come across as a little bit of a contradiction. Very consistent. Every year, you know, Craig, I think it's four of the last five years, if I'm, I'm right here, scores 20 goals and mm-hmm. pretty predictable in his, in, his, uh, in his output and what he does for the Predators. Obviously, he shows up every night, great work ethic, Great great speed. That consistency comes with a lot of inconsistency. Uh, and here we go at the beginning of this year where I think he only has one assist in the first eight, eight games. Uh, Smitty's been a real streaky uh, player during his career. When he gets hot, it's it's great. And when he's not, it's it's not perfect. If I could wish anything for him and for us, it would be to kind of have that more consistency uh, all, all the time. I mean, I don't think we nor he could put a finger on it because it's, uh, it's you know, pretty well happens every, every year. And he just uh, – you know, right now he can't buy a goal. He's just, uh, I know he's really frustrated. And, you know, getting back on our offense, again, you're you are looking for now, the we've got our top two lines going pretty well. You're looking for this uh, secondary, uh, you know, scoring. And, again, if, if a guy like Smitty gets, starts getting the odd goal here and there, it just get, makes us a hard, hard team to play against, a hard team to win because we're going to be putting up so much offense. But right now he's in a – a little bit of a rut but we know by history that uh, he's going to get out of that and again I'm saying a lot about tonight so tonight would be a real good time good to get time, out of that man. for him but 600 games good for him good that uh, uh, you know we have players that we keep and play that long for our franchise I'm proud of that I mean you know we always talk about improving the team and making trades but there's nothing better to me than uh, drafting a player and having a homegrown grown player here for as long as possible.
1: I brought it up. I had a conversation with Dante Fabril, you'll hear in pregame and I brought that up to him and He said, I hope you're still interviewing me for my 600th game. And I said, well, that'll make me really old when you get to that point. But I wanted to bring up just like him starting off his career. You know, we're talking – here's Craig Smith. And obviously you want us to be talking about Dante Fabro's 600th career game with the Nashville Predators. So now that he's logged eight games and then he had the ten last year, including the playoffs – his small body of work, uh, what have you seen out of Fabro to this point? I
2: think so far, so good. Really uh, a calm calm player, a lot of poise, uh, makes the occasional mistake. Uh, seems like when he does that, he doesn't repeat it. Uh, the coaches all feel that they're, he's very coachable. Uh, coaches, in particular Kevin McCarthy, are spending a lot of time with Dante, reviewing his shifts You know, every game and trying to uh, make sure that he understands what we're trying to do, understands what we need him to do, and uh, to uh, – just just the i guess the minutiae of the game the you know where you should be in certain situations you know sometimes a foot here or a foot there makes a big difference to where you're how you successful where you hold your stick how you carry it, how you can intercept passes uh thing, things like that but I think Dante's got a real good mind for the game, really good hockey sense and uh so far so good uh, again as we've said before uh you know with pK uh, leaving Dante's putting playing pretty big minutes right now i mean. Uh, can he keep that up? Uh, so I think he can, but a- again, it's it's a, it's a lot to give a young guy at this this time of his career.
3: We're talking to David Boyle, Predators general manager. Our weekly chat with him and David. Uh, it looks like Ryan, the numbers are certainly popping off the page for Ryan Ellis, but the way he's moving looks like he's found another gear. He just looks great out there
2: doing everything that we know he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Ryan, you know, was a little bit uh injured uh, last year not to the point that he couldn't play but i think a a healthy summer and changing up his routine a, a little bit uh, has allowed him to you know regain his confidence and thus regain his i'd say his jump his his speed and uh i mean i don't think we've had a better player than ryan ellison you know maybe duchene on the forward but you know ryan and and yos on the, on defense have been really really good and Obviously, the fact that Ryan's got all of these points is is really good for him. And uh, I mean, even though he's a veteran player now, you still need to get your confidence and what have you. And if something's bothering you a little bit, you're you know you just just off. And I think last year at different times he was just off a little bit. And uh, this is a fantastic start for him.
3: Kyle Torres, has really he had a huge goal the other night. His production looks pretty good. And of course, with Forsberg out, he's moved back to center. Duchesne has slid over to the wing here you knew it was uh, it had to be a little bit of a puzzle to find the right role for him uh, when Duchesne came in in terms of the number of centers you have available uh, on the roster here but how do you, it looks like he's handled it pretty well and obviously he's playing really well right now
2: yeah there's no question that kyle Turris is a top player and it just uh, unfortunately for lots of reasons that we've talked about many many times it didn't this year didn't go well from last year at the top of that was two two injuries that took him out of the lineup for extended period of times and you know different but maybe not totally dissimilar it's just like Ryan Ellis just being off a little bit and Kyle was too and so it's nice to see him get get some production hopefully get a little bit of his confidence back and his swagger because he a repeat for the second time he's a top player that had a bad year yeah. and uh, you know there's been all sorts of discussions about you know is he going to be traded, should he be traded, or, or what have you. I'm often saying to myself, it's it's probably a blessing in disguise where we are right today because when you lose a top player like Forsberg, I mean, how many teams have a player that they can move into their top two, two lines and somebody that can not only move into their top two lines but be productive and get the huge goal the other, other night. So, you know, I think Kyle is doing real well and, uh, again, not unlike what I'm, we're talking about with Craig Smith. If we get our top two lines scoring, we get healthy, and Kyle is also scoring, it makes us a tough out. It, you, you bring that up, and I, I'm always
0: curious to get in the mind of the GM. When you hear rumors and everything, whether it's true or not true, Like, how do you react to that when you when you read things or somebody comes to you and says, is this true?
2: Well, it depends whether it's you or my and I'm or the, general. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about a specific <laughs> or, player or, or the owner. <laughs> There's possibly two different answers there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to answer that because it's. It gets so much of it, and you know the, the coverage is fantastic uh, uh, these days for for everything, and specifically here for for sports. I mean you. You know, I, I watch TV, I read things, I hear things or what have you, and it's just, you know, on Twitter or what have yeah. you, or just, it's instant information all the time. So, you know, somebody could just put out something I could read five minutes ago that said that um blank team was trying to trade this player. Well, right away, I I have to, if, if I had some interest there, I have to explore that, you know, because I don't <laughs> right. know whether it's fact or, or fiction. And so it's something that, uh, you, you know, I guess it makes our job a little bit more... Uh, difficult but maybe maybe on the other hand it gets you right to the point uh, right away of what what might be going on in this uh, this job but again there's so much so much out there and, and in, again it's not all true right and that's the that's in itself is the is a is problem because whether it be a media person or maybe a manager i mean sometimes people are just putting out things there like to to try to get a feel for uh, the the situation so um, it's all part of the job and it, again now you have to realize too that I have a lot of people working for me so they're reading different stuff so you know, we're talking every day and, and somebody will say did you see this, did you read this or I was at that game, this is what I heard or, or an actual factual thing is I, I see the way this team is playing that so and so is not getting much ice time and maybe he could be available type of thing so it's a lot of information to, to, to compile every, every day and make your decisions as to what you want to do uh, not only on your own own team but in you know possibilities out there with other teams but i would
0: imagine that you know in 1998 when you started here with the predators and the organization started it's changed so much because of this little device a smartphone and twitter and that back in the day it was more phone calls and now you're getting texts and there's twitter and i'm sure how you've gone about that whole process has changed
2: yeah it, it has and uh again as you try to stay as as current as you you can uh in this job but just just the layers of people that we have working for us and amount of scouts coaches our office staff all of that's increased analytics has been a new uh new portion of the the job that's uh that's really had a significant input to how you put together your team or how you you may be making trades or acquiring players um there's just lots and lots of layers and i'm I'm sure on your side too i mean you see how the how it is on the on the media the competition that you have to get the story out or to to make a you know make it an announcement or a decision or to try to get the scoop if, if you will so well, we're that's
0: why we have elliot friedman on the show now. We, have, <laughs> we have our own insider well that's a good
2: contact because <laughs> he gets his fair share but it's 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 all of us uh, right the whole world is instant information i mean uh, i think too the younger generation is is really likes our game watches our our, our, our game uh, knows the players really well but the, a lot of times they're doing it just on the on the phone sure. or through through television and we we need to you know keep evolving as an organization to to make sure that we can sell out the the bridgestone arena and, and keep the the interest there so it's it's a it's a fun business to be in I'm sure for all of us but it's 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 competitive and it's it's evolving all the time really Nin- fast 1998 you probably had a pager right a beeper, <laughs> beeper for, did you ever do a trade? Via, via the pay phone? No, pay phone? payphone? No, <laughs> payphone. <Right, laughs> because he got the beat, right? He got and the page, and then, then you went the... to the payphone? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, fax machine. I, again, I'm, I, I'm a dinosaur. I mean, you, you you guys are so young. I mean, these, we never had these cell phones. You, you do know this is a I relatively know. new invention. So if you're a manager, you're traveling you know, city to city or what have you, the only way you had to communicate was through a, a telephone. So uh, the big deal was you come back after a game, You'd be kind of praying when you got back to your hotel room that that right that red light Was wasn't fl- wasn't flashing, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, because that's how we that's how we yeah. communicated, and it, and now it's like if somebody wants you, they just call during this interview, and I got to talk to them. So it's <laughs> uh, it's really it's it's really different, as, as I say, and as you guys know, it's instant information right away. Before we let you go, uh, we we got to see Yakov Trenin for the first time, and
3: I know he had a really good start for Milwaukee. Salamaki's back up, but. What are some of your reports? What What
2: are some highlights from Milwaukee so far? I watched the game uh, on, on Sunday. I've, I've seen three of their four games. Uh, goal tending has been good with both Grosnick and Ingram on uh, defense. Uh, they've been they've been fine. I think a young player that I, I want to watch a lot is Jeremy Davies. I think he got his he got his first goal the other day, but probably needs a little bit more time and like away from the puck and just being able to 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 see what what, what else is happening out there and not get just sort of uh, drifting away from the, the play, so to speak. Uh, Forward-wise, I'd like to see a little bit more scoring. Trennan has been the best down there the scoring, um, and I thought he played fine in his first game, but, again, he needs a little bit more, more time. But I th- we like the big body and the straight-ahead play, the forechecking, and a little bit of physical play. Uh, other guys that uh, are doing okay, Wilkins has, has got a couple of, Couple, he's got a goal and a couple of assists, playing three games in three nights. First time for a college player to do wow. that. It was a hard game for him to to uh, to, to play. A, a player that was really good at training camp in Rem Pitlick has yet to get his first goal, which just goes to show you that it's, it's not an easy... It's a process, yeah. right? And sometimes there's a little bit more structure up here in an NHL than there is down there where the players are running around a little bit more. So they're off to a decent start, 2-1... One and three or something. They played three overtime games in a row on the weekend and lost all three in overtime. Oh, boy. That's a lot of hockey. (laughs) That's right.
1: David, good to see you as always. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll have fun
2: tonight. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. David Boyle, Predators
1: general manager, joins us every Tuesday at 11.15. That's brought to you by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. We'll come back with more of Darren, Donnick, and Chase next on 102.5 The Game. We're just an hour and a half into the show. Uh, let's see. Kevin Burkhart and David Poyle. Not bad guests today on this Tuesday. A-listers. Man, that was good. Weekly chat with the GM, David Poyle. Coming up at noon, we talk college football with Mitch Light from Athlon Sports. That'll be good as well. We're excited as we sit here in Pete uh, and Terry's Tavern. Burger and a beer, $12.50 if you're looking for a place to hang during lunch this would be a good spot anything jump out to you in the interview other than pay phones and beepers and, that was a good story yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding that my first reason i kind of perked up is because i remember it was such a big deal the first year that i had a cell phone was 1998 well it's like wow. you think about
3: the process of making a trade the talking through it and okay who's you interested in and it's not usually a something that happens instantly. But now you can do it from literally anywhere, right? You could be at the top of a building. You could be, uh, who knows, uh, you know, in your closet, in your house, you know, getting changed. You know, it could literally happen at any
1: time. Just but tell me them. how many people could relate to walking into the hotel room and looking at your phone. Like nobody does that ever right. anymore. But how many times back in the day you walked into your hotel room and you would look to see if yeah. the light was beeping,
3: Yeah. right? Well, and also kind of, he he said it sort of with a dread, like we lost. Oh boy, the owner. it it must be the owner, like you probably, whoever the worst person that could right. leave you a message yeah. has probably called you, or oh, so and so does want to talk about yeah, right, trade right. X or whatever, right. you know?
0: Yeah. And now it's just all instant. I I just thought it was interesting because of the other side of, I'm sure you know he's got to pay attention to what's being put out there by some of the the insiders, and you know what does he need to get yeah. in front of? What does he need to just not talk about right now, and and that's all changed, you know, from really ten years ago. I mean, when when Twitter
3: started, it changed the whole game. Well, you, you guys were referencing. I think it's pretty clear for people that have been following the 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 people. The minute that Matt Duchesne signed with the Predators, I think everybody jumped to okay. Now, what are they going to do with, with Kyle Turris? Because it created a situation where you have a lot of money invested in centers. Mm-hmm. In particular, you have a lot of money invested in top-six type of centers, top-six right. kind of money. In They don't have enough spots for those. So it's a puzzle that they were going to have to put together from the minute that they made that signing. And they're still, as you can see, moving pieces around and trying to find the, rest, the right fit. And so far, it's worked about as well as you could hope. Turris has been, has been productive. As he said, it was a huge luxury to have a guy like Turris to fill in when you lose your, maybe your biggest offensive weapon at Forsberg. But overall, somebody is a little out of place or Turris has to play on a line. As Adam Vingen pointed out in his, his uh, coverage on The Athletic, he's been pointing out from the start that the, the other choice is to play Turris at center, but that line won't get as many minutes. There's just, unless the game goes to triple overtime, you're not going to have all four lines play the kind of minutes that you want for your big weapons. So they're managing through it. Who knows what the solution will be, but automatically people around the league see that, and they're saying, okay, well, Kyle Turris must be available right. via trade. But we know his price tag is high, but because his production is up, his stock is probably up. But right now, I don't I don't know if they're inclined to trade him because he's doing very
0: well. He's a key piece on this team right yeah. now. I, I- I understand the money part because they have about, according to cap friendly, they have just a little bit over three million in cap space right now, right. Which, which is a
1: little less than they've had in past years, right? Right. In terms in terms of the of flexibility. Flexibility. when's the last time they had three million between them and the ceiling of the cap? It's right. It's been a while. Not that. Well, it's we used It's been a while. To, <laughs> we, remember, <laughs> remember, not too long <laughs> like, ago, we
3: would be sitting there going, "They'll never right. get close right. to the cap. Who like, cares what the ceiling is? is n- they're n- not going to n- get anywhere close. You're right. Never. The is never. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. They've never been three. But there's but, never been a three million dollar gap between right. their salary and the ceiling of the salary cap. Right.
3: Also, you have to remember next year, presumably, when the Roman Yossi contract gets done, that's going to change the cap situation too. So, but you, you have, also you have, have now, to, and you have looking ahead.
0: You have to factor in a couple of things, though. Mikhail Granlin is that's a UFA. Another one. Craig Smith is a UFA. Yep, that's, Austin about, Watson. That, hold
1: on, go go back. Those two alone. That's what close. That's, that's ten 9 million? million. Well, five point seven five and yeah, ten million. You're right. Yep, that's it's ten million 10, dollars. Yeah. Good math. Yeah, because Grant. Yeah,
0: and yeah, Smith is at what four, four and, 2, and a yeah. yeah. So you're at. You're right. Ten, 10. million. So even you have to wonder math.
1: How about that coming
0: through? That was good proud of you. Doesn't good happen job. much. That's
3: a good He's patting himself on
1: the yeah, back
0: Good
3: job. Well, I, I, I did 5.75 5. and 4.00. I mean, that was a lot of decimal places I you had to work with. It doesn't,
1: <laughs> doesn't happen much. And I know. You grew up with Kentucky math. So I know <laughs> that,
0: obviously, he has to get the Roman Yossi deal done first to then be able to look at the rest of, Probably. of the contracts. Yeah. Because then you start. And that's when the Kyle Turris salary, I think, really comes into play. Because not only do you have – Granlin and Smith, but then you have Austin Watson, Rocco Grimaldi that are making a million or a little over a million. Mika Salamaki will be a UFA as well. That's just the forwards. So, right. so there, there would be some work to do, and I know the cap's going to go well, up. Well, the
1: reality but. is there's absolutely going to have the work to be done. There, they will have to subtract. Yeah. But this is where, as you heard in that interview, by the way, he didn't bring up Ellie Tolvanen, which was interesting. He never right. brought up his name. Yeah. He brought up Rem Pitlick. But he didn't break in L.A. Tolvanen or Jeremy Davies. Yeah. But he didn't say L.A. Tolvanen. But we still know this is where those guys – now, if they're not ready, they're not ready. But this is where you go. This is when they need – yeah. the, when you subtract the big salaries, this is when you have to plug in and you add a massive salary. Yeah. This is where you have to plug with the guys at the bottom of the salary right. cap. The guys making nothing.
3: Next year in particular. Yes. It's, it's very critical. That Tolvin and or Pitlick are ready yes. to, to contribute, for I, sure. I if would not say, by the it, end of this
1: honestly, year. it's got to be both, don't you think?
3: Uh, I, think I think in a best-case scenario yeah. for them well, to I, stay a contender. Because realistically, you're going to lose somebody next In a year. realistic world. It's going to be hard world, to keep both. Yos, Yossi, Granlund, and I, Smith, I think it's right? pretty I mean,
1: safe to say they will lose two bodies because of the Yossi deal. True. It's,
3: uh, maybe, yeah. maybe just one, I, but, but probably. Really? I, I think I, we, say. I think... I think there is a chance. I think I think you're probably right. To realistically, it's probably two somewhere now. Which two is anybody's uh, right? I'm just get? saying. Yeah.
1: you're probably going to have to lose two salaries that you currently have, and like I said, probably the. A lot likely of that suspects, on the suspects. Likely suspects The would cap be, is an, yeah. yeah. How, much cap How much will it go up? How much will it go up? But what what are they projecting? What are, what are, what, are, what have we seen out there that they think it's going to go up? I I haven't seen. I don't Have really you seen it. anything floated out um, there of
3: Not exactly.
1: I know they and, thought and it was going to go up last year that
0: they put a projected and yeah, it was a and less. it was less, yeah. right? Yeah. So. so my my thing is and we're having this conversation in October which I yeah. know is crazy but Let's say Elliot Freeman threw out last week that he thinks the number starts with a nine. So let's say it's nine two five or whatever for Yossi. Then he's making right now he's making what four? So he's so you're adding five million. Yeah, that's like an extra guy. <laughs> which is if you're if you're just being simple with it, that's probably Craig Smith. That you know his salary a little bit more that you're taking away to give to Yossi. How much does the cap go up? Is Craig's you know is it then between Grandlin and Smith that you want to keep one over the other?
3: It's a good question. Are are you able to move somebody? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that no particularly. But things things can change between now and then. But the pressing thing now, I don't know about pressing because it's it's October. But the challenge right now is either you're playing Kyle Turris as Adam has pointed out in, in a role that he's not in, which is not a top uh, not custom. Not accustomed to out of the top six, or somebody is going to have to play and adapt in their unnatural position, either sliding over to a wing or playing the opposite wing than they're customarily used to playing, like Craig Smith. Yeah, so all of these things that are moving parts. The good news is, is whoever is on that extra line, whether you want to say it's the third line or the fourth line, it's hard to tell some nights which is which. And that's a good thing because you have four lines that are all threats that should contribute
1: a decent amount of offense over time. All right, we will come back and wrap up the second hour of Darren, Donnick, and Chase. Next. Hey, if you're looking for something to do tomorrow night, we've got a good suggestion for you. Smashville Live. It'll be at Drake's in Cool Springs. Hopefully you'll be there. I will. It's located at 553 Cool Springs Boulevard, 7 until 8 o'clock. Dante Fabro, who I spoke to this morning, you'll hear him on pregame tonight in the 6 o'clock hour. Defenseman Dante Fabro and Rocco Grimaldi will be the guest. That'll be a lot of fun. Fans can register to win two tickets to an upcoming Predators home game there at Drake's in Cool Springs. Smashville Live is brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits. And why Rocco so Grimaldi, you're going to be one of the hosts? I'm hosting yeah. alongside Skilzy. Well,
3: you, you can ask uh, Rocco about this. He grew up in Southern California, uh-huh. so our buddy Steve Carroll, former voice of the Nashville Sounds and Nashville Knights hockey team back yeah. in the day, he used to do the games in the rafters at the Municipal Auditorium. Uh, That's scary. He came in. He wanted to talk to Rocco because Rocco grew up in Southern Cal, then moved. His family moved to Detroit to be in more of a hockey hotbed yep. before going on uh, to the professional ranks. So ask him about his journey, because he's, yeah. he's been in a lot of different places. Really interesting. Well, and that was uh, earlier when I was
0: talking about Smashville Live. Uh, we just had Dante, and then Rocco was uh, a late ad, so it'll be cool to talk to those guys alongside Hal Gill. So looking forward to it. My first time hosting Smashville Live, oh, so man. I'm excited.
1: You are going to be a kid in the candy store. It's going to be fun. nice should be a lot of fun. Baby bird's growing up. (laughs) Baby bird doesn't have a choice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) At this point. Your baby bird gets swallowed if baby bird doesn't grow up. Yeah. Right? That's why I'm going to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) We found out this morning that um, one turkey, wild turkeys can fly. Well, this yeah. is what you missed on the program. Yeah. <laughs> we got we a lot missed of our turkey, turkey of, talk. Yeah, we've turkey talk. Well we, had, well, we had a bird in here. You just had. You've had. You're surrounded by flies. I got flies all over. me. I don't know what's what going happened? on. Yeah, did this you, is new. Did you did brought you, these in. Did you shower? I I did think you I did. Deodorant? Because you got flies. They're, <laughs> they're, swarming, I mean, they're, just, they're swarming me. <laughs> but we had a bird in here earlier, and so that's we got into. You know, who is it? The pig pen from uh, Penis. Yes, he always has the flies in the dirt chasing him. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and I hope
0: I hope the bird got out because when when you left to go downstairs, I walked outside and there was another bird sitting right by the window, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And I think it was the bird's friend, all sad because his buddy or her buddy was stuck what, in here, stuck. Okay. so I was like, "Man, they man, were trying we just, to meet up and yeah, right, and he like, got
1: stuck and yeah, it's like, where's my where's my friend?" So I think the bird got out of here. I hope. So, but we had people sending us videos of turkeys hitting their cars and turkeys hitting them on bike rides. We, we got into all kinds of stuff. We had a really good conversation with Kevin Burkhardt, too. He was really cool. good. Tonight, game one of the World Series, Nationals and Strohs. Uh, if you like pitching, uh, you might want to check that out. <laughs> good pitchers. Pretty good pitchers. Versus Cole. Wow. That's uh, pretty darn good. You think we'll have that on in Barrel House?
2: Think you think better. Ah, we'll uh,
1: yes. Yeah. Well, we know there's one resident Astros yeah. fan, Will make Kathleen, who uh, is in Barrel House, she a will lot. demand. She will she definitely. <laughs> she will demand that. that definitely game is on. expect one of the televisions to be on the World Series for sure. We're going to get into some college football discussion with Mitch Light from Athlon Sports. That's coming up at high noon. And got to be honest, I'm going to hit him right out of the gates with this Tua story. This thing. Could get very interesting because they don't need him this week. They, they virtually have a bye. Okay, Arkansas, Willie, even at your age today, you could go out there and you could beat Arkansas as Alabama starting with quarterback. Their, with Arkansas's pers- with uh, Alabama's personnel, you oh, think I could gosh. pull it
3: off? Yes. What would the line be in Vegas? If, I mean, they anyway, if, you were the if Saban says, Donick is coming out of retirement, I mean, we found would- eligibility for one game. We're going to bring in the left-hander.
1: What, I don't even know what the Do you line, think I line can is. What is it the line? 45? That's I, uh, that's I mean, it goes on. down to 42. You know, I don't know. What? Check what the line is. It's got to be really, really high. The line for Alabama-Arkansas but, but the key is, part of the question is uh, – Bama is 32-and-a-half. So it's gone down. It started yeah. off at 35. It's gone down to 32-and-a-half. Right, it's 32-and-a-half. What is the 30. line with me at quarterback? Is it a pick them
3: 28 and a half. <laughs> no 28, way. Twenty-eight. And a half. You, you must think I'm pretty good. South Carolina. No, actually, I think Alabama's <laughs> really good, in the, and, and Arkansas stinks. But I'm playing
1: the quarterback position. I know, but just hand it off, throw a couple screens. <laughs> Some screens? Not a big deal. All right, have get, you seen Arkansas? Get my arm. Have you sad. watched Arkansas? Okay, okay We were ahead. laughing. Did you see their fake punt on Saturday? Max was a fan of like, it. Like That was actually an attempted fake punt. He threw an interception for a pick six oh. on a fake punt. Hello, I, I got the. Here's the guy. Okay,
3: I I last played quarterback in a game in 1985. Okay, as a okay. ninth grade,
1: as a ninth grader. Yep. How Gill? That's not true. You were a quarterback in our flag football. Well, tournament. I'm
3: saying with pads and helmets oh, okay. and stuff like Legit. that. Okay, ninth okay. grade. Okay. okay, ninth grade. We had a really good team. My record as a quarterback in pads was very good. Only two losses in, in my career. Okay. Some very good action. But I still think that quarterbacking against Arkansas, the line goes way down. Now, Hal Gill, scholarship potential as a high school quarterback in the, in the Boston area, had to choose between football and hockey, chose hockey, obviously. Now, Hal Gill behind center, I think maybe Alabama is still a very solid well, what, do you, what do you put it at?
1: So it's 33. What do you put it at if, if Skillsy's the quarterback? What's it go down to? I mean, I just, I think that would be a great He's challenge a for the Vegas oddsmakers to see. He's a tall quarterback. He's
3: we got a 40-year-old or whatever Hal is, 40-plus. He's behind center. He's 6'8". 6'7", 6'8". 6'7", We've seen him throw. I mean, there's film of us in the Cotton Bowl last the year. The lefty. We were promoting the Winter Classic, and we were slinging it all over the place. My arm was killing me the next day. Roman Yossi kicked a field goal. I was the holder. Yep. Uh, Skillsy threw a touchdown pass to Roman Yossi. That's on tape. So I think there's tape out there. So for the man, defense makers, was in the weak, Cotton weak that Bowl. day. Was defense weak. was weak. It, it was, was like weak. Kevin Wilson and like Nick weak. Barnowski. Yeah. Uh, a couple of pylons were out there too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Thomas Willis was out there. Yeah, Thomas I, was covering me. Look, I was I'm disappointed not to throw shade. It it's just, I'm
1: just saying the defense <laughs> looked right. <laughs> looked and, like a lower end. Defense.
3: And Arkansas's defense is not great, but it was better. It's better than this that defense on that day.
1: Good news. You is, think
3: Alabama is still like a touchdown favorite with Skilzy?
1: Well they, they're used to a lefty. You don't change anything. you got another lefty quarterback, right? Just a <laughs> taller version of, of Tua. I, I'm telling you, I don't think it goes down that much. <laughs> okay, We'll never know. I think Arkansas is one of the worst teams in the country. You're right. We'll never We're know. We're never going to know, <laughs> which right. is a good We thing. will not. We'll never know.
3: There's some Bama fan out there shaking his head going, Stop fooling around. This is a real. This is an SEC game. We've got to take him seriously. Oh, He's Little Nicky like, would. Right. Well, that, he, this guy,
1: they channeled no, little, Nick Saban. Little,
3: little Nicky would go. Pff.
1: Right.
0: They would that, pound the table. Well, that's the what
1: the, the, the Alabama fans, they channel the coach. Smack my leg. That's what he would do. Yep. All right. We'll come back. We will switch We'll actually gears. talk college football. We will. For real. I mean, for real. We'll do that on the other side. By the way, Derek Mason, speaking of that, uh, even though Vanderbilt is off this week, Uh, typically we don't talk to the coach but we are going to talk to him at 1 o'clock so our weekly chat with Derek Mason over on West End at 1 o'clock. I want to talk to all the men out there. I've been telling you for years about my friends over Cool Springs MD and they know a lot of you have started to seek help with hormone deficiencies and imbalances and Dr. Jeffrey Lodge is the board certified physician over there. His wife Daphne Lodge is the registered nurse and their experienced staff want to give you men the treatments required to improve your quality of life and I hope Every single one of you out there want that like I do as we all get older, right? These things start happening. And they've already started helping a lot of you here in the Middle Tennessee area and the surrounding areas with improving your immune systems, your energy levels, your cognitive function, and so much more. They're there to connect you with the medical care you require to have a healthy and enriched life. And if you want to achieve that healthy lifestyle, what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone and make that appointment like I have, 615 283-7291, that's 283-7291, or you can always go check out them on their website. That's got every single piece of information you could ever want. It's CoolSpringsMD.com.